don't re really regret any decisions I I made. And I, 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 I do think I tried a lot of things and I did a lot of things to reach the point I am right now. So there is really nothing to regret. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to You're Not Alone, the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. This is a place for us international students and general public alike, where we share our struggles and celebrate our wings in the job search, H1B process, career, and daily life. This is the second half of Paul's life turning point. Bye to PhD, yes to H1B. I feel like I never really failed as an immigrant when I was in school because I still told yeah. myself is, I'm an international student. Yeah, I'm, I am an international student. I might still go back to China one day. But I think since uh, 2021, when I started working, I started to realize I when I started to worry about my identity, like what's the um, legal way to stay here, I started to realize like I have the mindset of first generation immigrants. Wow. I never... Now now that you mentioned that, like this has never occurred to me until yeah. you pointed that out. Because you you're right. When you are like basically an international student, you don't worry so much about it. But like when you actually have the idea of staying here, that's where like your you know like immigrant mindset comes in. Yeah, because you, you to, have like... to deal with those like legal thing, how to get H one B, like all this things that you like uh, how to be in the like a u.s workplace because university is still really inclusive you know you can there are a lot of international students there but when i moved to for example when i moved to cleveland and i was the only chinese in the office and probably only few non-white people in the office and the the neighborhood i was living in i searched online the asian population there was 0.8%. What's your company's policy on like H1B and also does it sponsor green car? Because you've been with the company for like two years now and then you got your H1B. So I think it's kind of like, you know, like a natural next step to talk to them about like immigration. Yeah. Actually, I think my company has a really good uh, immigration policy. I mean, because it's it's a Canadian company, so they, they I think they're really familiar with the process, and they I think they're working with KPMG Law, mm. uh, who has been uh, just helping us with the immigration process. And I actually I talked to uh, our HR in Canada last. No, I emailed the person, the HR who helped me with my. Uh, H1B, I emailed him last week and asking about the green card policy, but he hasn't replied. But I talked to another, uh, a Chinese uh, in the office. He, uh, he's, uh, I guess he is in charge of the, the green card application for people he supervises. And he just told me, you can just ask as long as you're a supervisor or the leader for the, for the region. If they approve it, and I can just, I can just 
uh, initiate the process with the HR. So it's, I think it's quite simple. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll follow up with them probably next week or tomorrow I'll send, send, send an email out. Yeah, but I'm yeah, still waiting for them to respond. But I, I don't think it's really hard, at least for my company. It might be a really long process to wait for mm -hmm. the application to get approved, but it's no longer a lottery system. And also, I think overall, because of my, I guess it's different for a different industry, but uh, for my industry, because I think we really need more uh, new graduates. Because now in the new office, um, I think I am, again, the only entry-level civil engineer yeah, in the wow. entire office. So I feel like they always need more people, so they are really willing to sponsor. See, guys, like, there are you know, companies who are really willing to sponsor, you just need to, you know, like discover them, but, um, or it can also be like those companies, you know, like listen to my podcast and then find <laughs> there are so many people in need of the sponsorship, right? And then Paul, do me a favor. If you know, like anyone who's an engineering student and then they need sponsorship, just tell them about your company yeah, and then like, yeah. the great sponsorship policy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really good uh, job market for, for uh, my industry, but for me as like a civil engineer, it's I, I think it's easy. It's a really good market. You've really, you know, come a long way, Paul. Um, if you could, you know, go back in time and change something, like what would you do differently? I, I would like to apply to positions in the city that I really want to stay instead of picking random cities. And I do think there are actually a lot of job opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. um, you, I do think you can just pick f uh, a few specific cities that you are really willing to stay to apply to instead of applying just like me. I applied everywhere, all over the US. Some I even applied Hawaii and also um, Alaska, those really- Wow, that's a very yeah, really you know, like wide range of cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just applied everywhere. I actually, I just remember I also, because this is a, an international firm, I also applied their, loca their uh, location in, in the UK and also in Canada, even though I was I was not really thinking. Even though about. you don't know about their like, you know, work visa policy. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but I still applied. But, but, but you I, know, it's very understandable because like when you were under an incredible amount of stress, you want to increase your chances. So of course, you know, applying to more jobs. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw that. A sense yeah. of, you know, like security. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I saw the uh, job description that matches my interest, I just applied them. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I really yeah, apply like, everywhere. It's kind of like, you know, just do it. Just think less, just do it. And that yeah. actually cope with, you know, like being stressed. Yeah. And also, uh, I, I used to think I, I I would be okay to just move around because I've been moving around all the time for my education. But I think when you started working, I I, I do think it's better to stay uh, at one place for a while when you just started because you do need the like it will take time for you to get used to the environment to get used to the people and like to um 
be, become part of the team it, it mm -hmm. takes time and whenever you move uh you you will need more like time to get used to a new group of people like a new work environment and, and new projects um i i don't think moving too often is uh, is beneficial when you just started but i don't know about other industry some some jobs might require you to move all the time but you still want to work with the same like a uh, group of people who who are willing to mentor you you know guide you when you first started so that's i think that's one thing i would like to change but i actually I, but i also i don't really regret moving to cleveland because even though i had when you move to cleveland you know that that place might not be, you know, like the most ideal place for you. If you don't move to there, you still will probably think, okay, I could go anywhere for, for a job. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm just so certain there are some places that I, I really won't go. But I, to be fair, I really like Cleveland. I enjoy my life there. I, I just don't regret, like, I, I feel like it's... It, I don't really regret choices I made in the past. Like, I still get, I still get a lot of things out of that experience mm -hmm. and i did like the city and i i made friends there and i i think i had a good memory in oh, that city yeah, yeah that, that, that's great you know like sometimes we're kind of like you know a transient population it's like we don't seem to you know stay in one place forever i think like that is kind of like Destinated the day that we left our home country it's like yeah, yeah it's like anywhere can be home because yeah because yeah. yeah we don't really know where we're going <laughs> yeah because we just go like, wherever the opportunities are i think yeah because like we are not bound by you know like a specific city or country where yeah, we're, yeah. we're very open-minded about yeah. opportunities we, we we let life take us to different destinations yeah and there are a lot of things that's like more than work i guess because i i did enjoy the the uh, lake erie mm -hmm. uh, in in cleveland my actually my old office ha has really my office in uh cleveland has a really nice view it has a, the entire you can see the uh, lake erie from the office it has a, like a panoramic lake view mm. so it was really pleasant to stay in the office so i i used to go to office quite often even though i was not required to go there because i just like the the view yeah it's really nice you, you like nature so like you know working with yeah. the view is something you know a lot of people do enjoy yeah yeah and i i did uh, i just walk uh, near the lake shore and also the different seasons no, back in now I'm back in California. Like the, the summer and winter, it feels really similar, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's Cle only summer and you know cooler summers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when I was in Cleveland, I remember, uh, just seeing the snow, and also sometimes my car get buried in the snow. I I I had to shovel. <laughs> all I do the remember to talking to you out. about that. Like yeah. you spent the whole day just you know trying to get your car out of the snow. Yeah, there was a winter storm happened during the weekend, and Monday I was trying to go to the office, and I woke up. I I got downstairs 
it's like an outdoor garage and I realized my car got buried in all the snow and I I tried to dig my car out but I, I just gave up I went back to to my uh, apartment and, and work from home that day and later that night I spent like four or five hours to get my car out but I don't know like some people might hate that but I because I grew up in a southern city in China I that's something I really <laughs> uh that's like a really new thing to me and uh -huh. I love that experience yeah well in the past you know like three years because of like working h1b and then now probably like green car you definitely learned and you know like grew a lot in the process and um i just want to ask do you have you know like any messages that you want to share with international students or um new grads because now it's like you know graduation season I mean, if you are for new for people who just graduated, if you're looking for a job right now, I feel like it's too late to say. But for people who who are still in school, I think the first thing is just, uh, I think you you really need to get an internship when you were in school. That's really important because a lot of companies they ask you if you if you're like a new graduate, they ask you if you had internship experience before, and. I didn't, I, I didn't, actually, I didn't really have uh, any internship experience, experience. And when, when, and I did get asked that question, like, uh, did you have any internship experience before doing the interview? And I said, uh, I didn't because I, I, I wasn't intern, I am an international student. I, I did, I have to go back to China to visit my families and that takes a lot mm. of my time. I, and I also said, I, I, I took summer classes, so I didn't really have time for uh, internship and also all the uh, immigration policy thing was too complicated. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was not, I was not uh, spending time to figure that out. But mm -hmm. I, I do think internship is a really uh, helpful thing. It's not for uh, finding a real job full-time job after you graduate you I think you do actually learn a lot from the yeah, internship for yeah. sure because like for me like I think like you know like during undergrad because like Davis is you know like a college town so we didn't really have much opportunity to work off campus but if it's hard for you to like look for internships outside of campus remember there are lots of opportunities on campus and then with on-campus ones like you don't need to apply for cbt or opt so yeah. it, it's like fairly easy and then usually the pay is fair and then time is flexible so i as someone who um have some you know like um on-campus internship and job experience i highly recommend that because at least you can, you know, start from somewhere and then get that experience. I also think uh, an another really important thing is just to plan early, you know, mm -hmm. just know what you want. Have a plan for yourself for like after graduate. I, I after think this, you know, Paul kind of go goes hand in hand with finding an internship because for you to actually able to figure out what you really want to do, you need that hands-on experience. Yeah, yeah. To to like um, 
to really evaluate if you like, you know, the field that you're studying. If not, you still, you know, have chance to, you know, make some changes to it. Yeah, and there are a lot of things you you don't really know yeah. before you actually um, work for in the industry. Mm -hmm. like you, you don't really know what options you have or what career path you can choose. I think internship really helps you with making good choices in the future. Mm -hmm. And also you just meet people. A lot of people, they just get their job from their internship. Yeah, yeah, like making connections. Yeah, yeah, ma making connections are really important because um, it's like people you know are actually resources you can use. They might be working in uh, similar companies they can refer you or uh, they they know some somebody else who can help you out. Mm -hmm. Or they can provide you with really valuable um experience you can learn from like things you won't know just from things school you won't know until you are in the workforce yeah. a lot of things actually yeah 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 and also don't be afraid to reach out to people like sometimes you can just message people on linkedin for yeah when you apply for a position you can actually just message people who is currently working for that company on linkedin like some people may reply some might not but it just doesn't hurt to talk to them to understand what's the uh, culture in the office and also what what things they're doing because yeah, i know for like international students sometimes reaching out can be you know, kind of intimidating. It will be, you know, cold emailing, cold uh, messaging. But from my experience, uh, it's okay that, you know, sometimes you don't get a reply because, you know, there are so many people are sending out messages on LinkedIn. Maybe the other party is busy with work and maybe they just, you know, like don't go yeah. on LinkedIn so often. Don't ever, you know, like trade a no reply as a rejection yeah yeah mostly because people are really busy um so i i also have students um reaching out to me on linkedin because they applied for um usc's program and then they wanted to ask me about the student life how it is in usc and also uh, maybe about like course selections and then when i have time i'm very happy you know like to uh, reply to them and then even sometimes we arrange like zoom meetings but when i'm busy you know like it's very hard to you know like keep track of all the messaging but once i have time i reply them but that might be you know like several days after so what i'm saying is that if you don't get a response immediately don't think you know that's gonna be like a no response at all yeah and then yeah, even I, if that person don't reply you can you know follow up so it's, it's not a big deal yeah i do think most people are really uh, willing to help yeah i think the, the number one reason they didn't reply is just say they they they, 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 they forget yeah they forget yeah. or they're yeah. too busy or they there there are so many messages and they miss your message but most of the time people are really willing to reply yeah because because you know they've been there done that and then now they want to you know like pass on the you know the experience that they have and then help you as you know as much as possible yeah yeah
And then when we are all doing that, we keep the you know the cycle going. So it's just gonna be you know better. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Before I let you go, Paul, I know you still have work tomorrow morning. It's already like eleven p.m. as we're recording right now. Do you have any yeah. you know like last words, last message to our audience? Yeah, now I think going through. All the things I uh, experienced during the past two or three years, I feel like it, it's been a lot because I I moved to like to three different states, but uh, like I did a lot of things, but there are a lot of things I I didn't really do like PhD, and also feel like I wasted a, a lot of time in in the Cleveland office. But after all, I think I still I don't really regret all any of the choices I made because I still think I, I got a lot a, a lot out of the experiences I had before. Like sometimes I feel like, oh what if I did this? What if I did a like different thing or I made a different choices? There's no what ifs. There yeah, but there is no what ifs. Like if I I if I made a different choice, I I wouldn't have a certain experience and I might never met certain people I met that I, I think they're like really important. Like sometimes I think about all the different possibilities I could have if I made different choices. Or I sometimes I compare myself to other people. I compare myself to people who did go to a PhD program or someone who went back to China and built a career there. But I, I also feel like there, there, like there is no point to compare yourself to others or to think about the uh, possibilities that you might have because we we cannot undo what we have done and we cannot really change the past and I I do think I got a lot of valuable experiences and and met a lot of interesting people along the journey and I don't re really regret any decisions I I made and I I I do think I tried a lot of things and I did a lot of things to reach the point I am right now. So there is really nothing to regret. That, that's um, very well said, Paul. And I think um, life is not like, you know, typing on a blank sheet and then you can do control Y and control Z. Yeah. It's more like whatever you draw down on that sheet of paper, it's there, but yeah. it's there for a reason. Yeah, and also we're too early in our life yeah. to know what will happen in the future, you know. Mm -hmm. We still have plenty of uh, possibilities and we, we're still really young to uh, make decisions or pursue things we want in our life. Yeah, because so there just, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also things that we don't know that we might want in the future, but we could only find that out when we are in that time. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, just trust in the process. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I want to say. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the wholesome conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you and then you know, hearing all about, you know, like going around the country, like from California, went to the Midwest, now coming back to California. And then just want to let you know, Paul, we're so happy that you're back in California so that we can, you know, like each other more often and then maybe go on to road trips yeah yeah thank thank you for having me on your podcast 
I think it's also really, it's an another really valuable experience for me. <laughs> yeah, for me as well, because um, like, yeah. you know, the advantage of being the host is like, even though I'm interviewing, you know, like my close friends, we're talking about, you know, a topic in our second language, and also like a topic that we don't, you know, like go so in like depth and yeah. like normal everyday conversation. So it's kind of like, you know, like a um self-discovery for the guests and also for myself. Because like, yeah. as you're just, you know, like sharing with myself and the audience your journey, I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I also learned a lot because I, I've been really busy after moving here. And now I have like this, this kind of gives me the opportunity to actually go through the my own experience and to self-reflect self yeah, yeah i think it's really good all right that's very good to hear all right thank you so much paul thank you yeah. bye everyone bye, bye everyone bye. good night if good you're night. listening this at night <laughs> <laughs> well i'm pretty sure a lot of people you know like listen to this as a bedtime story because that's you know like my usual publishing time because i like a night out and then once i finish editing i usually release it around like 11 p.m okay. <laughs> or, or even later yeah, yeah yeah please follow and subscribe to this podcast if you want to stay updated to the most recent content you can also follow the podcast instagram account it's called the h1b talk and I sometimes share some behind the scenes and also previews of the podcast. If you want to be featured on this podcast, you can DM me on Instagram. You're listening to You're Not Alone, the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. Thank you so much for your time. Peace. I'll see you next time.